0: Welcome to Rooting For You, a seasonal gardening podcast for non-experts. I'm Tess, and I know nothing. And I'm Elise, and I know some things. Each week, we'll chat about one gardening topic and then discuss the effort reward payoff by asking, is the juice worth the squeeze? Just a heads up, there might be a bit of swearing in this episode, you've been warned. Today, we're gonna be talking about how to plant a plant And a little disclaimer that this is probably quite a basic topic and some of you might be a little bit more advanced. But you can either listen along and feel like a hero or skip to the next episode. episode. (laughs) So this topic came up uh, last summer when I was planting some tomatoes. And... Um, despite the package saying that they should be planted more than 50 centimetres apart, I proceeded to plant them super close to each other to make sure that I had plenty of room for everything else I wanted to plant. Elise was quick smart to let me know that actually plants need a suitable amount of space. So there's not really a topic that's um, specific to autumn, but a key topic for any time that you're putting something into the ground is how to actually plant a plant. Um, So Elise let us know. What do we need to know here? First, I'd like to say
1: it was really painful for me to burst your enthusiasm after you'd planted in the tomatoes and I had to say, darling, they were way too close together. So, you know, I really hope this episode kind of would prevent the testes of the world stuffing up the tomato planting. So this discussion we're going to have now is for any plant that you're going to plant. So vegetable seedlings are a common thing that people will be planting, but I mean same goes for any kind of fruit trees or flowers. So this discussion I really want to talk about planting a plant. So if,
0: so the the first question I have mm. is and I know that it's a big topic, but do you go with seedlings or do you go with seeds? Mm. It is such a big topic, I feel like we
1: should do it in a second episode, because it really depends on the time of year that it is, and it also depends on the plant you're growing. Some things go better from seed, some things are really hard from seed, so I'd say buy a seedling. So we will talk about that. But at this point, you have a plant. I don't care how you got a plant, maybe someone gave you a plant, maybe you bought it from a nursery, from a seedling, Um, maybe you grew it from a seed. Whatever it is, you've got one. So right now you've got your punnet and let's use your chili example, test because I think this is a good one. So you've bought the punnet from the nursery and
0: in the punnet, what have you got? You've got four plants four little seedlings in the punnet that you've bought one punnet bought four little seedlings exactly
1: now you might buy a punnet and depending on the plant it might have 20 seedlings in it if it's something like silverbee or if it's an advanced tomato it might only have one so the first question is how many plants do we actually have in our punnet again look closely at the root system how many little shooties do you have in that punnet count those that's how many individual plants you have and each individual plant needs to be planted separately we can't just whack them all in the hole which is what tested with the so chilies this is
0: this is quite basic but it's it's because they need soil they need their space they need their nutrients is exactly. that right
1: yeah exactly because otherwise they're going to be competing for water they're going to be competing for nutrients they're going to be competing for sunlight so if you planted like your chilies if you plant them all in one hole Um, they're probably going to grow fine, but you're not going to get the kind of yield that you want. And, you know, again, we're all about maximum return. So spacing them out, it's going to take you a few minutes, but it's going to be a whole lot better for the end result. So first you've ascertained how many plants you actually have. Then you need to actually separate these plants into individual plants. If they aren't particularly root bound which is a term have you ever taken like a pot off a plant and the roots are like so intensely covering it's just like a cube of roots that's called pot bound Got if it. they're not pot bound it's quite easy you can just break them into the individual cells so like with your chilies you would have just broken that punnet into four individual um and that's cubes. just shaking them apart just to shake like literally ripping them apart Got to it. an extent um But often you will buy, you know, a lot of seedlings in one punnet or they'll be quite root bound and you can't just pull them apart. In that case, the trick here is to get a little basin of water like, you know, like five centimeters deep and actually submerge the punnet and all the roots in the water and then let it sit there for five minutes. That'll actually wash away a lot of the soil and you'll be just left with the roots and it's really easy to separate them.
0: This might be a silly question. There are but no silly questions. None. <laughs> if at this stage mm. I just rip them apart, yeah. what kind of damage is that going mm. to do to each question. of the seedlings? Good question. So each seedling, each little plant, each little shooty-uppy
1: has a root system. And if you go ripping them you will break some of those roots and the more roots a plant has the stronger the plant is the faster it's going to grow the bigger it's going to grow the bigger yield you're going to get so you might not kill the plant but if you want again maximum return you're going to want to preserve as many roots as possible so by submerging them then we can pull them apart very delicately and actually keep all the roots on each seedling so you're looking at it as one big root ball of just like combination roots, you want each plant to have their roots. That's the key here. So so you've separated it, soak it in the water, pull them apart, separate them. Now you have to get them in the ground. So digging a hole, you want to dig a hole that is the same size as the roots. So if this has come from a punnet that was 10 centimeters deep, you want to dig a hole
0: 10 centimeters deep. Yeah, I can just take a step back. So Please. I've got just using the chili example I've got Mm. four chili plants I've pulled Mm. them apart I've got my root systems am I digging four holes yes you are very good
1: question but let's start with the first hole and then we'll look at where the next three are going excellent so first hole we're going to dig it as deep as the roots so you want the plant to sit in the ground the same way it was sitting in the punnet so at the soil line in the punnet is where you want the soil line to be in the ground if your soil is really dry i want you to actually fill that hole with water first so we're going to pre-wet it and this is going to make your plant very happy because it's going to be nicely hydrated when it goes in if your soil is really well hydrated you actually don't need to bother with that step so you've dug your hole you've filled it with water potentially you've hydrated it you're going to put the plant in hold the top of it so it sits flush with the line of the soil backfill the soil just push it in with your hand or with a shovel and then push it down because what you actually don't want is you don't want air trapped in the soil because air trapped around the roots is really bad for them so you want to try and push the soil down break those air pockets Then we're going to water it in, and this is going to do two things. One, it's going to water the plant, which is important. Two, it's going to reduce – it's going to actually totally get rid of all the air bubbles in the soil. So in the same way, you know, think about anything if you fill it with water, any
0: air bubbles there are actually just going to come to the surface. Can you water too much at this point, or is a a hose too much and you should be using, like, a watering can for more delicate watering (laughs)
1: yeah you, yeah you're totally right actually if you take this delicate seedling and then you get your high pressure hose and squirt the shit out of it um you're going to damage it so yes be fragile watering cans are great especially um watering cans are designed for seedlings because they're quite like fine if you've got a hose with one of those like twisty ends on it to change like the misting setting really good because you've, you've delicately put it in position. You've delicately set it all up. You know, you've just, yeah, you, you're right. Don't go. So
0: they're as sweaty. delicate as they look.
1: <laughs> they are as delicate as they look. And some plants are more delicate than others. And it just depends on what it is. But at this point, you're right. Give it a very delicate watering, but a substantial one. More water than what it just needs to hydrate. Because again, we're about getting the rid of those air, the air bubbles. Exactly. Um, so are we cool on this? Yep, got it. Fabulous. My first one is in. Your first one's in. So now, chili example, there's three more to get in. Where on earth to plant those? So on the seedling punnet, if you purchase the seedling, it will tell you the spacing. And when it says
0: 40 centimetres, it actually means 40 centimetres. 40 centimetres between each seedling, between. not 40 centimetres between this punnet of four and the next <laughs> punnet of four.
1: Which is where I went wrong. <laughs> Look, I can see how someone would interpret it that way. Um, yes, you're right. 40 centimetres between each plant. Something small like a spring onion or, a, you know, that might be, or a radish might be like five or ten centimetres. Something really big like a pumpkin might be up to two metres. So, you know, go off the seedling punnet. If you've grown from seed, the seed packet will tell you how far to space it. If someone's given you the seedling, um, ask them because they probably know what they're doing if they're gifting seedlings. So um, look at that measurement and, you know, I'm not talking get your ruler out and get all anal retentive about this, but at the same time, if it says 40 centimetres, aim for about that. You, if we plant 10 centimetres apart, we're not going to have enough nutrients, we're not going to have enough water, we're not going to have enough sunlight. So you've got your first one in, measure around and get the next four in at 40 centimetres between each. And again, for each seedling, we repeat the same process, which is dig the hole, water it in, press the seedling in, um, water it in again. So
0: that's basically it, I think. A question that I have as someone who's not super organised all the time, if I get a seedling, is that a way to get around the potential timings so mm. if the if it says put it in at the beginning of summer mm. can i get a seedling and put it in midsummer? Mm. absolutely and
1: actually i think that's one of the biggest advantages of buying seedlings is because you can cheat the seasons a bit because as you say if something says get in the beginning of summer and you buy a seedling that's probably you know four or six weeks old you've actually jumped four or six weeks in the process so it's a really handy way if you're not organized with the seeds to actually time it really well so usually when people talk about when to plant something unless they've specified seed or seedling they probably mean seed so therefore as you say if you say this seed needs to go in early summer and you buy a seedling late summer
0: or mid-summer that's probably totally fine that's so helpful because the often it says tomatoes summer whatever mm. and you feel like you've missed the boat if you haven't mm. gone the first week of summer but if mm. you know you can get a seedling and you have a little bit of leeway with the time mm. then that's actually for someone like me who's a little bit unorganized super helpful to know mm. that you haven't missed the boat for that season on whatever plant that you're growing mm. at that time no it's a really good point and even
1: i use seedlings all the time to try and cheat the seasons because it's quite cold where I garden. So for me, it's sometimes hard to get a whole life cycle in over summer. So I will use a seedling because I can plant it really early and I've got an extra six weeks or four weeks ahead of the cycle. So you're right, you've got a much broader spectrum of time you can plant something depending on whether you choose a seed or a seedling. But here's the thing is if you're too late, just don't put it in the ground. It's never going to fruit, okay? I, Tess is laughing right now because she's done this. And the thing is, right, let's use the tomato example. You put a tomato in the ground, it might grow into some nice big bush. Say you plant it end of summer. You're going to have some nice big tomato bush in autumn. Which is lovely. Which is lovely. But are we in the, <laughs> we in the bush business? No. No, we're I, in the fruit business. We're in the fruit business as far as tomatoes are concerned. <laughs> so um, we're not interested in the big bush. We are interested in the fruit. So if you've missed the season... You cannot cheat nature, plant something else.
0: So let's talk about the first few weeks of life. Mm. You've got it in, you've watered it, air bubbles are out. What am I watching mm. out for to make sure that the roots probably take to the soil? I don't know, what's the right word there? I feel like take to the soil is about <laughs> as good as any word I could come up with.
1: Um, you, you're so right because you think about it you've seen how small those roots are because you've removed it from the planet. they're actually quite small those roots are providing all the hydration for that plant so when the soil dries out a new plant doesn't have a lot of roots to access moisture so it can dry out and actually die very easily. When a plant is big and you see this in trees, they can go ages without being watered because their root system is so big and so deep. They can access water well below what we're looking at on the soil, like on the upper level of the soil. But with a new seedling, it's, it doesn't have those resources and those reserves. So you will need to water it possibly every second day if it's warm while it's establishing those roots once the roots are a bit more established it gives you more time in between waterings but early stages as you say um yeah you need to you need to be on it more
0: and you know again I assume we're using a more delicate we're using a delicate spray (laughs) a delicate spray here uh
1: also in the early stages of life is the time when any pests are going to be a problem because pests later on they might get a couple of leaves but they're not going to kill the plant when the plant only has two leaves if a caterpillar comes along and chomps those two leaves that might be the only two it's got literally so it's it's the end so again in the early stages and i'm talking like maybe two or three weeks i want you to look at that little baby a lot more often water it more often and just check it for pests more often This is the danger zone for your plants.
0: So that's looking at the leaves. I'm sure we can do a whole episode on this, but that's just looking at checking the leaves. Okay.
1: And like if things look good, they are good. If they've got holes in them, we might have a problem.
0: Got it. So the big question, is the juice worth the squeeze? This is where we look at the effort-reward ratio of today's topic. The categories are superstar, high effort, high reward – Completing this will make you feel like an absolute rock star. Best on ground, low effort, high reward. Quick wins and fill-ins. Low effort, low reward. And finally, the wooden spoon. High effort, but not much reward. Elise. Planting um, your plants. Where do, um, where does it fit on the
1: the, the squeezy juice? The squeezy matrix? juice matrix. Well, I mean, without a plant, do we have a gardening podcast? Probably not. So I'm going to say this is about as foundational as it gets. Uh, It's going to take you five or ten minutes to plant a plant. Very low investment. But, I mean, to spend five or ten minutes plant plant and then have, you know, ten kilos of tomatoes a few months later, I'm going to say that's high reward. So I, I personally am going
0: to give this best on ground status. For me, best on ground as well. I mean, it's a pretty basic one hundred one. This one, <laughs> if you're not putting plants in the ground, you're not getting you're not getting fruit, veggies, anything. So, for yep, flowers, definitely, nothing. it's it's a best best on ground for me. Yeah, if you don't have uh, it in you to get the plant in the ground,
1: <laughs> we might not be the podcast for you. <laughs> yeah, so I think um, everyone can plant a plant, especially if you bought it from a seedling. I think we'll do a whole nother topic on this, but I mean buy the seedling, whack it apart, get it in the hole, space it right.
0: It definitely seems to be the cheat between the cheat. a seed or a seedling. It's, it's your go-to. If you're a little bit late in the season, you, you can still get it in the ground and you're going to get something from it. Exactly, so. exactly. So is the juice worth the squeeze? Absolutely. Best on ground, plant those <laughs> plants. <laughs> um, so that's all we have time for today. Um, let us know how you go with planting your plants and remember... We are rooting for you.